wash your hands, fund our schools, get some big progressive energy, and according to Merriam-Webster, searches for misogyny are up 2,400% today. What a week. Welcome to What a Week, where we break down the week's top stories. I'm Matt Sinovic, the Executive Director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Lauren McMill, the Digital Director for Progress Iowa. There is a lot to talk about. We have a, a, a long list of, of topics. We're going to cover um, the most recent updates in the presidential race, some um, news from the legislature, the Supreme Court, um, how we're celebrating Progress Iowa's eighth birthday. Um, but we're going to start with coronavirus or COVID-19 and the need to just prepare for that and how woefully unprepared our, our state and federal government uh, have been. How do you feel about the, how, how, the, how we're preparing for this, Lauren? Everyone wash your damn hands. Right. That, that, That's that. the main thing. And wash them for at least 20 seconds. There, there is a plethora of songs you can sing in your head that are approximately 20 seconds. I believe it's happy birthday twice. Right. And then, and then there was a tweet, a Twitter thread somewhere that someone had posted, like, here's a couple of other like choruses of songs that yes. you could, um, I think there's a Lizzo song in there. Yeah. So you don't have to just sing happy birthday, but no. that's a, that's a good go-to yes. happy birthday twice. Uh, they also said, don't touch your face, which I'm having a lot of problems with. Right. And then uh, it's, is that one of those things where, like, if someone tells you not to touch your face, how do you not I touch know, your face? <laughs> like, yeah. It's very difficult. Greg's touching his face right now as we're recording oh, this. No! So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is serious. Um, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Um, and if you can stay home when you're sick, stay home. That's the, the the advice that our governor has been giving people, which is, um, which is not necessarily bad advice. It's rude because it's, it's not a basic rude. labor standard here to right. have people have sick leave. Yeah, it it does help prevent disease, but it can also put your family in like in financial chaos because if you don't get a paycheck. Um, then you're kind of screwed. And, and she's completely ignoring – Governor Reynolds is completely ignoring that point and giving this sort of heartless, you know, blind uh, – uh, uh, Tone deaf. Yeah, tone deaf, tunnel visioned response to this without acknowledging that or providing any recourse for people that, that aren't going to have pay because of it. So please be careful. Uh, be aware of what's going on. Check your sources on everything because I feel like in these types of situations, false information spreads quickly. Um, so Also, don't cough into your hands. Yeah, sneeze in your sleeve. Sneeze in your sleeve and um, wash your hands. And um, support the rights of workers to organize and unionize so that you can get uh, paid sick leave and encourage Governor Reynolds and Joni Ernst to back paid sick leave and... Just healthcare in general. And don't vote for candidates that tried to uh, rip away CDC funding. Like Senator Joni Ernst. I didn't, that's why I said oh, okay. it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so also this week, uh, the House and Senate passed a 2.3% increase in K-12 education funding. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on whether that's enough or uh, if perhaps they should have given more? It's absolutely not enough. I mean, there are a number of charts, number of research that shows how little our 
how underfunded our schools are have become um, over the last 10, 15 years. And it just they keep chipping away and chipping away. And these slight increases do not keep up with the cost of inflation or the cost of doing business. And so you have uh, resources restricted, or, you know, you have, you have financial resources restricted. So, so school districts have to make really, really tough decision, d- tough decisions. But it's even worse this year um, because the, um, I mean, the Democrats wanted three percent. It ended up at two point three, like you said, but it falls below even what Governor Reynolds wanted for funding, which wasn't even enough. Which I, which I believe was two point five, is where she started. Um, I think that's right. They but, gave a dollar amount, not a percentage. Okay, um, but it, it, it's just. But it would have her her number would have been about three million more than what they eventually agreed. Is that to. right? Okay, so. None of that would be enough to keep up with inflation or to really make up for the for the lack of funding over the past several years. So there really needs to be a long term like reboot of of like or a long term plan to get our schools, our public schools to the place where they need to be as far as funding goes, because it's just unsustainable. And I'm sure the brunt of this of this constant underfunding falls on rural schools that are subject to consolidation and low income communities that have that are already dealing with lack of resources due to property taxes. Sure. It makes the the it makes it worse when you're already in a bad spot. So, yep, absolutely. So we will keep an eye on this and keep holding legislators accountable, encouraging people to call for adequate funding for our schools. Yeah. Also the, the Iowa Republicans missed the state deadline for passing the funding. Does this, does this happen every year? Cause it seems like it has. Yeah. And it's, uh, is it 30 days after the governor presents her budget? Yes. Yeah. That they're required to do this. And they missed it by three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, They just don't do it. And the idea there is that they can give school districts enough time to plan for the upcoming year and get public and get input from, from everyone, you know, and that would just be silly. It would be right. Um, it's completely ridiculous to plan for our schools. Um, (laughs) But no, I, I think it does happen almost every year, um, at least under Republican control it has. So um, it, it's it's real. that's just another unfortunate thing. So they have less money. And less time. And less time. To figure out to where fi- to send right. the less money. Yeah, so it's. And what they need to do to recoup the losses that they're taking. Yeah. Uh, we have breaking news today in the presidential race. Senator Elizabeth Warren um, has suspended her campaign. And since last week, since we recorded what a week, a number of candidates have done the same. Um, and and uh, many of them have coalesced around former Vice President Joe Biden. Um, so it really is down after Super Tuesday is down to two candidates, uh, former and, VP and Biden Tulsi and right, uh, two two. <laughs> Main candidates, um, um, former VP Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders. So after having the most diverse field in history, we are we have these two candidates left. 2020 is an old white dude cage match now. So, yes, we have two candidates left. And um, if you are um, less than enthused right. about the presidential race and and we need to that that's when we absolutely have to win. But if you're looking for other outlets for your big progressive energy, which we'll talk about later too, um, then Lauren, you made the good point uh, in the notes here that people need to remember that 
there are just so many races up and down the ballot that people need to be concerned with. I mean, here in Iowa, we have, it's not just Senator Joni Ernst, who is on the ballot, um, but it is every member of the Iowa House of Representatives and Democrats are just four seats away from picking up the majority. There are state Senate races. There are um, there are a number of, of races all over the place, congressional races, and that's the case all over the country, but, but especially here in Iowa where we have a ton of competitive races. So get out there, stay involved, keep working, and that helps everybody. Yes. Give your money to down-ballot candidates. Do not have the luxury of what a lot of federal and presidential campaigns do in that they are fundraising literally on their own. And so if you have even five bucks to go to a down ballot candidate, they would really appreciate it. Yeah. Or an hour to call or an hour to make calls or knock on doors or And they're so grateful. Mm -hmm. And um and if you're going to volunteer and you're a candidate that's looking to volunteer looking to recruit volunteers, please make sure that you have volunteer forms and uh, or online forms and staff that is responsive to volunteer requests. That's a shout out to, to Greg. Greg, Greg yeah. put that in. Yeah. Thank uh, because Greg definitely doesn't have any thoughts about or experiences about that happening to him. Um, all right, but it is important. Greg like is if you're, darkly chuckling now. If you're an organization that relies on volunteers or, or a local campaign that's doing that, you know, get back to your folks, you know, write them back. Hit them back if they're if they're going to volunteer with you. So. I always like that down ballot candidates will like send you cards when you donate to them. It's so nice. It's very nice. Not ever. I'm, I'm sure it. not everyone does that, but the the ones that I always donate to, they send me cards, and it's really nice. Uh, in other news, it is Ladies Week at the Supreme Court this week. Get excited. Well, I suppose it was Ladies Day on Wednesday. Right. But so the case June Medical Services versus Russo, which is a case that came from Louisiana, which would have required active hospital admitting privileges for physicians that performed abortions. Um, the district court shut it down and said that admitting privileges don't serve any relevant credentialing function and that sometimes physicians are denied privileges for reasons unrelated to medical competency. And then the district court further determined that the law would drastically burden uh, access to abortion. Uh, this is a lot of those trap laws, aptly named trap laws, mm -hmm. which gets the procedure tied up in red tape. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on this, Matt? I mean, I think, as a man, <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> right. Um, well, it's just well, you hit the nail on the head. This is um, I mean, this is an example of death by a thousand cuts to the protections that exist under Roe v. Wade. And and I mean that it doesn't matter if you have the legal right to abortion, if you have no access to it and. And yeah, your right or it matters can, a lot less. Your right can still be protected even if you like you can still have the right to it, but you might have to just drive 70 plus miles to get to your first appointment. Right. And so so this is I mean, which this, is the undue burden test, which came from whole woman's health decision mm -hmm. in 2016 that basically said that you cannot have an undue burden that has zero health benefit to yeah. it, which is what the district court said about this uh, active hospital admitting privileges rule. But yeah, it's 
So we'll it's, see what they say. We'll see what they say. But, they uh, they take their time with these things, which like I'm glad about, but also <laughs> don't you? F- I mean, I feel like they've made up their mind, and that's the point of like this court. Like the, that's the point of getting Gorsuch and uh, um, uh, Kavanaugh. There was an interesting article about how the attorney for the st- for Louisiana basically told a bunch of lies. And John Roberts might be anti-choice, but he does not abide liars. And so <laughs> I saw that in an article on, I think, I saw it in a couple articles, but that he it's was... It's like, you can take women's rights away, but just don't lie don't about lie it. Don't lie about it. Yeah. You, like, can't, be, you can't be blatantly lying about your intent. I mean, so great, I guess, if that's what it takes to, you know, get him to vote the you know uh, to to I guess. to not take people's rights away it did say, the article also did say that then if john roberts does vote the way that we would like him to and uphold the uh, district court's decision and say that this is an undue burden with zero health benefit uh, it would be due to the four liberal justices doing most of the work and getting that person getting the attorney for louisiana to just kind of slip up and have to tell all these lies. That sounds about right. Yeah. Like RBG, a yeah. woman doing all the work. Yeah. We're going to be keeping an eye on that and also reminding people that the courts are on the ballot this year. And if you'd like to maybe stop being so stressed about what the state of RBG is, um, perhaps vote for people that will put more RBGs in. Right. And a Senate, and that, a Senate that will yes. confirm yes. good people and, and block People like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Yes. We have more breaking news today. Uh, Congresswoman Abby Finkenauer spoke on the floor of the House today um, about her experience with endometriosis that that she's been going through since uh, and I believe diagnosed with when she was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it's been quite some time and is really brave and powerful to see her speaking out about that. So we just want to give her a a shout out for being for, for sharing that publicly and using her personal story to help affect change and for creating the historic uh house endometriosis caucus to get more funding more awareness for endometriosis i think this also speaks to why representation in government is so important because i'm i'm sure that people um that are in our representative government maybe have heard of endometriosis or issues like this, but clearly no one is talking about them. If representative Finkenauer is the first one to have this idea yeah, and it's refreshing to see actual issues that women deal with being talked about on the floor of the U S house. And it's a weird feeling to be like, Oh, that's, that's like a thing that lots of us deal with and <laughs> to see it have so much more publicity now is very important. Yeah, and even if it was being mentioned by constituents in the past yes. or brought up by experts or yes. or however it might have been brought up in the past, I would imagine it's a heck of a lot harder for another member of Congress to disregard it, forget about it, push it off to the side. Mm-hmm. When it's one of your fellow representatives yes. speaking about it and calling attention to it directly to you. Yes. So, uh, so thank you, Abby. Yay, Abby. Got it. Finally, we are coming up on a big celebration. Progress Iowa is turning eight years old. 
It's our eighth birthday coming Almost up. Almost a decade. That's right. Um, so to celebrate, we are going to be having a big birthday party later next month. There but, will be cake. Um, <laughs> uh, I, Maybe. I, I, I don't know. know. That. No, <laughs> we just decided right now there will be cake. Well, I want cake. Okay. So. Then, then there will be cake. Um, and uh, Birthday parties have cake. <laughs> right, right. Uh, to, so to celebrate, uh, Lauren designed some really cool stickers and um, they have different slogans on them and um, people were letting people vote on what their favorite sticker is and we will print the winner and and give it out at the birthday party so wait that just they look great so thank you for doing that and um yeah just yeah take it away uh i'm gonna read the some of the slogans that we have you can go on our facebook page it's our pinned post and we'll also put it in the show notes so you can go and vote over a hundred, more than a hundred people have already voted on this, uh, which is very in exciting in just a few hours. Uh, so the stickers slogans that we have are education, not deportation, strong unions, strong workers, uh, girls just want to have fundamental rights and big progressive energy hearkening back to what Matt's been saying this whole time. Right. And I think they look really cool, but I made them. So they do. <laughs> they do. They look. They look amazing. Um, they're all. Over, they're all over our social media. So follow Progress Iowa on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and vote for your favorite sticker. And, and then, then you can get one. You can get a sticker, um, and it has our logo on it. They look really cool, um, and everyone you know will be very jealous of you when you have this sticker. Yeah, they're cool stickers. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are recorded, mixed, and edited by Greg Hallenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week. What a Week.